Talking Heads, a podcast with Roddy Clear. Hello there, everybody, and welcome along to another Talking Heads podcast with myself, Roddy Clear. Now, it's been some time since my last podcast, and that was due to personal reasons, but I do hope to get back to these on a little bit more regular basis. Coming up very soon is the David Bowie Festival in Dublin, and I caught up with John Breerton recently on the telephone, and I spoke to him about that festival. Hey Roddy, how's it going? I'm very good, thanks. First thing I want to ask you straight out is why January for this festival for for David Bowie? I was uh, chief booker in the Grand Social venue in Dublin, and for the kind of I think since 2011, I've always had a, a kind of David Bowie birthday bash in and around his birthday, whatever the nearest Saturday, which is January the eighth. So I was doing that for a few years, and then. I extended it, I kind of, I had heard Jerry Leonard, who was Bowie's Irish guitarist, kind of music director, was going to be in town. I think he was giving a lecture in BIM College, there, the music college up in Francis Street in Dublin. Yeah, yeah. And so I got in contact with him and he agreed to do a kind of, a, he has an alter ego called Spooky Ghost, electronic ambient kind of guitar work. So we did, he did a little gig with that, done some Bowie tunes and spoke about his time with Bowie and with uh, another band, Rebel Rebel, on the night before. So it was kind of a Bowie weekend, or we called it the Dublin Bowie Festival, and that was in 2016. And, of course, then that, was, that finished on January the 9th. It was January the 8th and 9th, his birthday, and then the 9th. Then on the 10th, woke up the next morning, and he passed away. So it was uh, unbelievable, surreal, you know. So yeah, um, it all tied in. All tied in. And we had a lot of people over from abroad, like... I just putting up a Facebook kind of event, Dublin Bowie Festival, and people came from the UK and Germany, Sweden, and I was kind of astounded, you know, for people had seen and came over, and they were all still in Dublin on the Monday, and they said, oh, we want to, uh, you know, want to commiserate with the Bowie fans, so we did a kind of quick little thing, and like we were on Joe Duffy and all that day, and like all radio actually. Because the radio, as you remember, was a wash with us, and mm. and uh, we had the vigil in the Grand Social, and RT News were there, UTV, BBC Northern Ireland were there, everything. So it kind of it gave the festival huge publicity, you know. Obviously, on the back of absolute misery as well. But um, so th- then the following year, kind of made it bigger, and I got Enda Walsh, who had written co-written Lazarus with Bowie, and various other guests, and Woody Budmansy, Spiders from Mars drummer. Yeah, but, that, but that doesn't happen, that. John. That doesn't happen, uh, you know, by accident. I mean, how did did these people get involved in the first place? I mean, it, it obviously grew legs and and, and really yeah. gained some uh, incredible traction in the in the few years. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I suppose I'm a Bowie obsessive. I suppose I should mention that. <laughs> you and, probably said. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Goes without saying, so, I would imagine. Yeah. So, uh, like you know, read all the books. Obviously, know all the music inside out, and I just kind of I suppose my knowledge of people connected with Bowie and I just started contacting people and saying look we're running this do you want to come over and you know that everyone was happy to and so it just grew I mean like this year's festival which January 2019 like was seven nights and uh, we started off on Monday the 7th of January with a sold out concert in the National Concert Hall 
with uh, the Trinity Orchestra and a band called I Heart Bowie yeah. with Chrissy Dignam, Jack L and a special guest and Jerry Leonard flew over from New York to play with them and stuff like that. So it's just, it's, it's kind of turned into a bit of a monster quickly, you know, but yeah. so there you go, that's how it's, and so this will be the fifth year of it now, next January. Yeah, just January coming. And boy, yeah. do you have a lot laid on. I'm, I'm just going to quickly, we won't touch on everything, but we get the main ones there. I'll just read out, we have Bowie Rare in St. Stephen's Green Shopping Centre. Is, is that um, photography? No, that's kind of a memorabilia and boy. rare records and stuff like that. Okay, then you have Bowie on vinyl, The Man Who Sold the World. Uh, yeah. Culture Vultures, Boys and Girls Keep Swinging. Glass House, The Berlin Trilogy Reimagined. Illustrated Bowie, Bowie in Dublin. Uh, cutting up boy what's cutting up boy about that's a lecture on in the mid 70s Bowie used the William Burroughs technique which was basically cutting up like typing out lyrics cutting them up and throwing them on the ground and see how they rearranged oh right (laughs) so it's kind of a lecture on Bowie's various different methods of kind of like songwriting and stuff like that then you have the the birth of boy you've got rebel rebel uh everybody would know i'm, I'm very well aware of rebel rebel i've seen them play a few times they are quite yeah. quite extraordinary actually uh, very good. Uh, as, as a tribute band uh, the boy ball what's the boy ball the bowie ball is a late night um gig in Wheelands, which has a great young band called heroes from mars and they play all the bowie classics but it, it's kind of everyone dresses up it's we have stage painter there as well, given the Bowie lightning bolts oh, and right. stuff like that. Yeah. So it's a bit of crack, you know. Yeah. Then we have uh, heroes, uh, little people, big dreams. Let all the children boogie. Art, Re- art, rebel, rebel, div a boy in the pre-Raphaelites. Holy, holy, what's holy, holy? Well, holy, holy is our headline act. That's Tony Visconti, oh. who you you know as a producer of Bowie and of course Tim Lizzie yeah. and T Rex and stuff and loads of great artists. So it's. It, you couldn't. They're not called a tribute band. I mean, Tony played bass and produced the Man Who Sold the World album, and Woody Woodmansey was the drummer in that album. And Woody went on to be in The Spiders from Mars as well. So, mm. it's six-piece band. Glenn Gregory from Heaven Seventeen is the lead singer, and there's other members were in like so it's, it's, Scott it's, Walker and all. You know, so so it's just music. Like it's not particularly Bowie music. Oh no, it's all Bowie music. Oh, is it? Okay, right. They're yeah. playing the Man of Soul, the World album, and Ziggy started up oh, wow. from start to finish. Wow. So that's in the Olympia. That's that's selling like hotcakes. So I'd imagine, yeah, yeah. And then the following day in the Royal College of Surgeons lecture hall, we have. Tony and Woody giving a Q and A. Well, I was, co- yeah, I, I was coming to that one because I mean Tony Visconti alone. I would yeah. think if that was all you ever did for this coming festival, that in itself would be the draw. It must be selling yes. like absolute hotcakes. Yeah, yeah, no, it's gone great. So, you know, I mean, like Tony produced, you know, all the classic albums and Blackstar, especially. You know, like he was one of the, like he was working with Bowie while he was dying, and Tony knew that towards the end, and all, you know what I mean. So, like, yeah. he's an incredible connection with Bowie. You know, probably the strongest of anyone. You know, aside from his wife and children, of course. But, yeah. uh, you know, so like to just be in the same room and hear him talk about working with Bowie and stuff like that, you know, it's it's going to be very special. And what what kind of format will that take? I mean, are, are, are the questions preset or people, or can they just shout pretty much anything? Well, Tony Clayton Lee from the Irish Times is going to, he's going to interview them for the kind of ha- first half of it and then there'll be questions from the floor because I know loads of people will want to ask questions, you know, so... 
it'll be a kind of we're looking at a three-hour event, you know. So wow. we should get get through a lot of stuff. You must have um, pinched yourself when you realised you got Tony. Yeah. Well, and and indeed, not to put Woody out of the picture at all, but yeah. Tony Visconti would be well known for a lot of people who may not necessarily yeah. be Bowie heads. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, I was, I was delighted. Now we got the, um, we kind of got that confirmed. I think last kind of March or April, you oh, know. Fantastic. So it was once once we had that in the bag, you know, we that was it. We knew uh, it was going to be another great festival. You yeah, know, so. if you build it, they will come. Once you got him exactly. in, everything else kind of fall, fall into place, I would imagine. Exactly, exactly, yeah. yeah. So. And that's taking place in the Royal College of Surgeons, um, which is a great venue. I've only been there once, but uh, mm. it's, it's, uh, it's quite special there as well. And it's a lovely setting for, for that kind of event. Yes, yeah, exactly. Mm. So, yeah, all the tickets for all the events are on our website, www.dublinbowiefestival.ie. So... And there's 27 events over the course of the festival. You know, everything from, as you reeled out there, family events as well, and um, movies, arts, literature, uh, Q&As, debates, live music, of course, you know. So uh, all the tickets, a good few free events as well. So, you know, and uh, as I say, family, we've been kind of, people have been saying, my son or daughter, you know, like this is under eighteen, they're into Bowie, where can we can we have a live gig? So we have it this year, it's in the church, you know, the big barn restaurant there on, on Mary Street. Yeah, vaguely, yeah. Beside uh Wolftown Square there. It's a okay. man, it's where Handel's Messiah the, the organ for that is in that building and it's where Arthur Guinness was baptized and that's a beautiful place. So we're having a kind of we're having a Bowie brunch there and we're having a big uh kind of memorabilia market as well and there's a children's face painting and art and but there's also appearance from a live band from four o'clock to five and it's three in so how long are you into boy uh john i got into him when i was about 15 i think 16 and uh like when i got into my i couldn't believe it you know it was I couldn't, you know, I think it was about 1980, 81 when I discovered them. I would have been 16 then. And then it was just discovering all the back catalogue of the 70s and yeah. late 60s. You know, I just couldn't believe that there was an album every year and every one of them sounded very different from the others, you know, like yeah. from Diamond Dogs to Young Americans to Low. I mean, I mean, over the space of three years, I mean, there, there's stylistic changes. I mean, I mean, most bands struggle to get an album out every two or three years at the moment. And he was doing it on the, while he was touring, writing, recording, bang, 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 you know. And it was just, but yet still coming up with these amazing you know, anthemic songs, you know. I'm often asked uh, as a as a, a major uh, Thin Izzy, Phil Linus uh, supporter, yeah. and I have been all my life, if, if I was to recommend one album to a person who didn't know his music at all, which would be the one album that I would introduce them, give to them to introduce them to the to the music of Thin Lizzy? I'll ask yeah. you the same question of Bowie. Well, I'd say, I mean, to my first album I got was Hunky Dory, and uh, that's with Life on Mars and all on it. And I suppose, mm. like you know, the songwriting, the lyrics, and all it was very mysterious kind of album. But it, it's quite a, a gentle one in Bowie's canon. You know, it's. Like Nick Ronson, there is some tasty licks and all, but it's very, it's very strings and piano led. I mean, Ziggy Stardust though is a, you know, just a classic, 
if you like a bit of rock and roll, which you know we all do, don't we? Yeah, and uh, sure. you know, Mick Mick cranks up the volume, and you know, amazing riffs. I mean, but Starman, another great pop song that's on Ziggy Stardust, as well as like um, the song Ziggy Stardust in Five Years and stuff like that. So, Hunky Dory and Ziggy are kind of two classics, you know. Uh, I know you only asked for one, but uh, it's very difficult. It's, it's, it's very difficult. You know, yeah, but that's what I'm saying, especially because. Yeah. Bowie's, like, you know, Space Oddity was a folk album. Man and Soul of the World is actually nearly a heavy metal album, uh-huh. which is the next one. Then you've got Folky, then you've got the Glam albums, then you've got... Like, he never like, he the, never stayed to one particular... Well, he kind of he kind of yeah. stayed in the same genre in one ass, in one respect, but in yeah. another respect, he kind of... He, he took that genre, I think, and just stretched it out and, and, yeah. and pushed it in different directions. And that's what I think what I loved about him. as I wouldn't be as dyed in the wool a fan as you are, obviously. I certainly would rank him in my top 10 of all time without, yeah, yeah. without a shadow of a doubt. And going back to um, uh, Life on Mars, you mentioned that. I can re- I'm a little bit older than you, and I remember when that came out. And <laughs> I, I can remember myself and my friend uh, with the old record player many, many years ago. We played that song to death. And even now yeah. when I listen to it, it gives me a little smile. It brings me back to that time. But it's still, yeah. all of his songs, pretty much all those big hits, certainly, um, stood the test of time extremely well. Mm. Oh yeah, I mean they're they're like like some of the Beatles songs and whatever you know, and some of Phil's songs. Well, they're just really well written, well crafted, great hooks, great melodies. You know what I mean? Just they're, just, they're as good as it gets. You know what I mean? Yeah. In the in the rock and roll oeuvre, you know. And it's also quite extraordinary. And I'm sure you'll agree with me. Even even you know up to the time of his death, he knew he was going to die, and he knew he wants to leave something. And he waited till after he died for the, that Black Star album. And Tony obviously had a few uh, secrets uh, as well that he was bound to to hold as well. Yeah. Uh, and I find that quite extraordinary that he was uh, he was that together that he he knew that he was going, and people would 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 obviously be uh, moved by the fact that he had died, but wants to do something after his death which is you know to have that presence of mind mm. well I mean Black Star was actually released before he died you're right sorry yeah, yeah. well it wasn't too long but, before but that, no only two days yeah. it was released on the Friday the uh, the 7th of January and um, by all accounts never argue like, with a boy fan sorry go uh, ahead yeah no, yeah. <laughs> sorry, yeah. no you're right but uh, <laughs> we'll find out now from Tony when he's in Dublin but but uh, uh, I've been reading, you know, obviously what Tony's been saying, and as far as I can gather, like Bowie, kind of like he was wanted to do more stuff. You know, I know he did know he was dying, but I think the end came really quickly when when it happened. Like yeah. in the last week, even like it was a dramatic kind of fall from grace, kind of fall. Uh, you know, like, as far as I remember, Tony was saying, like, you know, about you still, you wanted to go in and do more demos for another album and stuff like that, you know, but but the, it's the whole imagery around the Black Star and, yeah. you know, that video and everything, the Lazarus video where he's kind of disappearing into a, a cupboard and, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah, real. Yeah, yeah. I mean, God, there's imagery to leave. Yeah. leave your cannonball, you know. Well, that's what I'm saying. He had this presence of mind to be able yeah. to do that even in, in those days. I wonder, uh, and I'm sure there must be, there must be some material there that we don't know about. Maybe Tony knows about that. You probably had to prize that out of him. But I'm sure yeah. there, there must be something else there that maybe for the 10th anniversary we'll, he's bound to, you know, I'm just thinking, I'm being a bit a bit kind of um, presumptuous on that, but yeah. it, it wouldn't surprise me at all if there was something held back. Oh, yeah. Well, there's a lot of stuff coming out. Like, there was loads of new stuff came out there 
just a few weeks ago, you know, all well mainly demos from kind of pre space oddity and all that, but the yeah. the there there is stuff in the vaults, there must be, you know, so be I suppose Bowie fans you know, they're always clambering to hear something new as I would be, you know. So uh but I mean what a magnificent album to kind of bow out on, like it's really uh, it's, it's some amazing moments in it. So John Brereton is going to be an extremely busy man between the 8th and the 12th of January, if you're not already, uh, <laughs> getting it all tied down. Uh, any particular yeah. part that you're looking forward to most, leaving aside uh, the Tony Visconti uh, Q&A, but I'm, I'm sure there's many highlights there you're looking forward to. Yeah, well, I suppose, you know, I must confess that I'm actually in one of the bands that are playing as well, just to make my life <laughs> even more busy. So uh, we're playing in the Sugar Club, we're called the London Boys, oh, okay. and we, we play all the Bowie stuff pre-Space Oddity, the stuff that supposedly no one likes, but uh, it's amazing. It's all the kind of more modern rhythm and bluesy kind of stuff. Yeah, I know. That, um, yeah. And so uh, it's, it's really, it's a joy to play, actually. It's really, you can feel the kind of where the magic came from, you know. And But we've also got uh, his drummer from his band back in the mid-60s, Phil Lancaster, he's written a book called At the Birth of Bowie. It's just out and uh, it just recounts all that time when they were all when they were playing in the marquee with the Who and the Kings and Pink Floyd and hanging around with Stephen Marriott from the Small Faces and they they owned their own ambulance that they used to that was their tour bus and stuff like that. So we're gonna do a he's gonna do a little Q and A and then we're gonna play a live set down. So that's on the Friday night. So I'm looking forward to that myself. To yeah. hear Phil talk as well. well and uh, Sorry? No, go ahead. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, there's some brilliant art as well. In, in the space between gallery with, like, the illustrated Bowie stuff is amazing. And is that for like, sale, I, John? There will be some for sale, yeah. Yeah, there'll be prints as well. But they're yeah. really beautiful graphics. Yeah, I, was and, having a look uh, at, I was having a look at your T-shirts as well earlier on online. They look really wonderful as well. So, you, do, you know, you've yeah. done some great, great work on it. And, and uh, um, the, the site... Uh, once again, is DublinBoyFestival.ie. If anybody wants to go in there, you see the acts and all the different yeah. events that are happening over the, uh, that space of time. Plus, there's other little bits and pieces there. And I love, yeah. the, I love the bit, the last bit there. After all, the closing part, the festival closing party, that'll be a humdinger. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. We'll be able to kick back then and have a few drinks. Yeah, and you can relax and relax a little bit. Well, listen, it's a bit of a Valhalla for anybody who's into Bowie at all, uh, and none more so than you and your team. You've done an extraordinary job of getting it from what was at the beginning, just, you know, the first one up to, what did you say, this is the fifth one, and it's very mm. much it's very much um, a, a major event on the Dublin uh, entertainment calendar now, and for anybody outside yeah. of Dublin even, although I know mm. a lot of people heading up to it, so um, wishing you the best of luck with it, John, and... Um, Thank you very much. Uh, where do you go from this for next year? You had Tony Visconti, you know, somebody from the family or something? Next yeah, year, no, next year. we have to get a man over and Duncan Jones, yeah. but... Uh, I know, don't worry, plans are big already. You see, Roddy, we're kind of, I wouldn't say fortunate, but just the way it's rolling, there's a, you know, Bowie release a a big album every year during the 70s. So we're celebrating the kind of 50th anniversary of The Man Who Sold The World, but in 2021, it'll be the 50th anniversary of Hunky Dory. Right, okay. So So you base it around that? Yeah, you know, like it's not set in stone, but it gives us a kind of little bit of a theme, lyrically as well. I mean, like one of the songs on that is called Andy Warhol. So, like we're gonna try and get 
maybe some Warhol, maybe a Warhol exhibition over for that to sell it. You know what I mean? That's, that's the way we kind of think, you know? Yeah. So, by, the, by the way, uh, okay, w- tickets can be bought online. Uh, and yeah. is there anywhere in Dublin that they can be bought? Well, they'll they be on sale at the event. At the event. Yeah, yeah in the, sorry, the Holy Holy gig in the Olympia can be bought at Ticketmaster box offices as well. Outlets, but uh, on the door as well, most of them, you know what I mean, unless they're sold out. But uh, yeah. I'd okay. advise for the Tony Visconti events to get your tickets in advance, definitely, because yeah. you don't want to miss that, yeah. you know. John, it's been a great pleasure talking with you, and um, uh, we, we kind of introduced ourselves before we recorded, and you were with the band Sack, and it's nice to, say, to, to hear you say that uh, they are still a going concern of sorts. Uh, so, yeah. you know, keep that, keep that side of things going. Oh, well. really? Yeah. Good, good little band as well. <laughs> and the very best Thank of luck with, with the Bowie Festival. Uh, I will be in Dublin uh, just slightly prior to that. If I can stay around for at least the first uh, night of it, I will do. Um, mm. But I know I have a couple of family members going up to it as well. So they'll be, be a representative at the Bowie Festival from the Clare family, that's for sure. John, Lovely. thanks for your time, John, and the very best of luck. We look forward to next year as well. We'll do the same thing with you again. Yeah, lovely. Thanks, Roddy. Cheers.